With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But if they put another uh, craptastic Harry Potter out, you'd go see that, wouldn't you? I don't know at this point. I really don't know. Showing Ross the uh, the new trailer for the Terminator. And Terminator is somewhat a victim of itself where it went, hey, um, let's make a few that suck really bad. But to be fair, you kind of had that with Predator as well. And um, when they were when they came back with Predators, not this last one which we've discussed on the uh, show, some of the issues I had with that, uh, more specifically uh, Predators, and uh, that was uh, that was not bad. Right? So uh, they have another Terminator coming out. Uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but the trailer is out. It's, um, I don't know. I don't think it looks bad. And I will tell you that uh, you have both uh, Ani and uh, Sarah Connor in it, but obviously... You know what they're trying to do is they're trying to do the uh, the Han and Leia thing, where people are just really excited to see the original folks from there, even though they're um, collecting social security checks. And so you have the younger set that eventually runs into the uh, the original set, and I think I, a lot of movies are going to go for that. And Ross's Ross's takeaway was, I don't know, looks like a lot of CGI. Yeah, they're liquid metal. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, I don't you know. think they got a stunt guy that can liquid metal? There's got to be a better way. <laughs> what? No, I saw that all over the Twitter sphere yesterday. What do the, you mean? The ads for the movie, you know, it's like, you know, check out the new trailer, and I had eh, no, no interest. Been there a billion times. I was the same way over the new Predator movie, no interest. Leave that in the 80s. Love it in the 80s. Everything after that, <laughs> crap. Well, uh, well, to be fair, Terminator was 90s. Yeah, especially Terminator Two, which Terminator uh, Terminator Two, well, I should say probably eighties and nineties. Terminator One, eighties. Terminator Two has got to be nineties. Are you checking my work? Yeah, because that's horribly wrong. Yeah, the, fir- the first one. Yeah, was- the first one's in the eighties. I give you that, but yeah. Terminator Two is well, no, the better movie. About the first one, Terminator nineteen eighty four. Oh, here's uh, okay. All right, whatever. So crane, when was Terminator Two? I don't know. You're not even going to look at all that? I could have been looking it up, man. Oh, dear God. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this story here. How does this keep happening? I, it's Friday, and I understand that probably some of you maybe could be possibly in a good mood today, so you, there's going to be uh, some frivolity 
going on uh, where you work. But if you work in an industrial setting or you have access to an air compressor, please, dear God, listen to me. It's not funny to put the air compressor in your friend's butt. He'll die. How does this keep happening? How We did a whole show dedicated this to this, what, last year? It just happened again. And Stop by the it. Way, by the way, it says this is the third time. The problem is they haven't done it correctly up until this point. No. So no. It hasn't been trying, tried the proper way. They keep doing it the wrong There's way. There's really only one way failing. to blow large quantities of air in your coworkers behind, causing a rectal blowout. Just like the CGI in the new Terminator, there has to be a better way. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Don't tie these two together. <laughs> We missed one, that means, because it says here this is the third time, this this report. In the the report here, it says this is the third time. And you're right, we did a whole story on one, because it was, at that point, during the first one, I could be like, okay, maybe people don't know. But damn it, you know now. This is not good. Don't do this. Oh, well, let me get the details on uh, this poor bastard. A man's colon burst after his friends. Friends is not in quotes, but I said it like it is, because let's face it, it should be. Put a compressed air pump into his behind and inflated it. The 30-year-old taken to hospital after the horrifying prank left him needing an entire bowel removed due to rectal blowout, an injury caused by the immense air pressure uh, and the quick rise within, the, uh, causing it to explode. And this case, although extraordinary, isn't unique. Doctors report it's the third, it's the third man with similar injuries in a year. Now, one had pressure. Okay, so the other one was an accident. Because the other one, the first one we talked about was some guys at a work site that were pranking them. By the way, how did you have access to that? You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of friends, and I'm not really in a position where uh, on on the regular I can get them asleep, unsuspecting, near an air compressor, pantsless. It's just not an activity, you know. Do you even have friends? No. But I find, why? Because I think about stuff like this. But when I did have friends. Never? Not once? No, I said when I did. Right, never I, once? When I did, um, I, I don't remember this being a thing. And I had access to air compressors. Right? I had one at home. A lot of people don't have one at home. I had one at home. Plus, you got access to them. We have an air compressor here at the radio station, actually. Did you know that, Ross? We have an air compressor here at the uh, radio station? That's true. In fact, I don't like your attitude over this whole... uh, This whole Terminator thing. I'm thinking of using the air compressor as a motivation device. Not even real. It's CGI. No, it's real. Engineering has it. It's right there when you walk into engineering. In fact, I'm going to go get it during the break, and I think your attitude is going to greatly improve. So what did you think of the Terminator uh, thing there? Looks like complete garbage. That is going to make me take the break early just to go get it early. That's fine. By the way, uh, Avengers apparently is underperforming. 
I was just reading this I, big long article. For some reason, I burned like ten minutes reading this morning. Right, so it's made its money back, but they're saying it's not making as much as they thought it would. They're saying it's not going to be the number one movie of all time, and that was apparently what they, they. It was just a given that it was going to be. And I actually, on a, on a more serious note, I'll explain why it's not going to be. They're a victim. They're a victim unto themselves. And I think the author of this article does a very good job of uh, laying it out. Um, essentially, they are they have redefined, they have screwed themselves in what is the theatrical window. They've essentially decimated the theatrical window. And there is a whole swath of people that they're missing. Uh, and I'm in that group. So I'll explain to these movie execs why doing by essentially doing what you're doing with theatrical runs, you are discouraging folks from actually going to the theater to see your movies, at least a certain segment of them, probably the segment that's missing here. So uh, we'll get into that. It's not all entertainment news, though. Uh, the back and forth between Donald Trump and Nancy Pelosi. By the way, uh, this week, Trump's an evil genius again. Just in case you're, in case you're taking notes, because what some weeks he's a, he's a blithering idiot, the other weeks he's an evil genius. And I have a hard time keeping track of which one he's being accused of at the moment. Uh, but uh, right now it's evil genius uh, with a bag of tricks. Like he's some leprechaun running around or something. I don't know. Uh, the back and forth with him and Nancy Pelosi. By the way, I, there's something I find freaking hilarious about Donald Trump sitting around and doing a mental inventory of which nicknames he's assigned and which he hasn't. Did you find that funny when you were dubbing it in? I don't. I don't know why that's so amusing. Because if you don't like Trump, that irritates you uh, immensely. But I got. I got to admit, there was there was moments. Barack Obama used to do this sometimes too, where Barack Obama, uh, who, you know, uh, among other things, was a very good orator. You know, he was he was very he was very good at at uh, uh, sitting there and, and talking with people, but. Also, when he'd get irritated, sometimes he'd, it felt like he was having a conversation with himself. And I don't know. I used to think that was funny. Because I do that. Sometimes I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm doing a show and I'm trying to inform you of something. And then I'm trying to talk to myself to get something right in my brain. And the difference is most people kind of do that. Some verbalize it and some don't. Where, you're, where you feel like you're having a conversation with yourself. Even if you just kind of pause and you put your eyes up, you know, up in your head. And you're like, uh... And, Except I have a microphone in front of me, so when I do it, uh, you all get to share in the experience. So Donald Trump sitting there and going through, trying to figure out the assignment of nicknames so as to least provide the opportunity for the media to mock him. I find that amusing. This happened to me once before with the same group, Crying Chuck. I don't want to say Crazy Nancy, because if I say that, you're going to say it's a copy of Crazy Bernie, and that's no good, because he, Bernie is definitely crazy. But, but... By the way, do you hear, I don't know who's laughing in there, but it can't be the three staff members that are there. Somebody else snickered. So I'm not the only one who finds this amusing. Uh, I did it because we had this instance at least once before, where I was very, very calm on another occasion... And they walked out to the sticks, and they said it was horrible. He was ranting. He was raving. He was pounding the table. The reason I didn't do that is because I didn't want them to say I would do that, but they said it anyway. 
By the way, one, Donald Trump used a term you don't hear a lot of people use except in the background. Do you know what the sticks are? You can probably figure it out. So sticks is a term uh, for the, the stand, all the microphones. And you hear people say it, but generally you hear people say it in the background. You don't hear them use it. So I remember the first time I heard it, I'd be like, oh, okay, it makes sense. So that's what that is. They didn't go. Because a lot of people are like, you walk out to the sticks, where'd they go? Like Gross's house, you know, up there? Virginia line? The wolves? I'm kidding. There's no wolves. And so he goes out there, but also it... If there's another, there's another uh, moment in this press conference yesterday where Donald Trump starts going through the line of staffers who were in the room. Kellyanne Conway, uh, Meredith, um, the glasses, what's her bucket? I can't remember her last name, but um, he goes through there, and they all provide a very similar story, and I don't think they're lying. I think Donald Trump went in there intentionally as though he was on Thorzine Calm. You know what I'm saying? He went in there as some sort of test to see what they'd go out and say and then documented it, and they recorded it. And very simply, basically with a Roy Cooper delivery, just to see if they would run out and say that he was losing his damn mind up in there, and they did. So perhaps Nancy Pelosi's evil genius bag of tricks might be a little more spot on, if you know what I'm saying. So, but to most people, it just looks like a bunch of adults can't be in a room for three minutes with each other, which is pretty much Washington, D.C. right now in a nutshell. Let's go ahead and do this because uh, we uh, we're got we going to fly through just a bunch of stuff here on your Friday. Uh, we'll kick it off like we normally do with your Bloomberg Minute being brought to you by Hendricks Business Systems. This is a Bloomberg Market Minute. Things got ugly on Wall Street as hopes for a quick end to the trade war faded. Richard Jones is with Bloomberg Editorial. It feels like the trade rhetoric on both sides is actually hardening now, four to six weeks ago. Everybody, I think, was still optimistic that the two sides would be able to come to some sort of agreement, that accommodations would be found. That's looking increasingly less likely. The Thursday retreat was led by stocks in industries that are seen as susceptible to trade disruptions. Economists think demand for expensive manufactured products slacked off last month after a solid increase in March. The Commerce Department will report on durable goods orders before the markets open. A few earnings reports will focus attention on the retail sector. Foot Locker, Buckle and Hibbit Sports will open their books this morning. And Walt Disney is counting on a blue genie to make it a big holiday weekend. The live-action version of Aladdin is in theaters starting today. Disney sees box office potential of up to $85 million between now and Monday. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Radio. It is 621. We will pause. Be right back here on the KCO Day radio program. There are at least three ways to listen. FM, the iHeartRadio app, and the podcast. KC is on 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. Hey, good news, ladies. Uh, If you're at work today and you don't feel like you're getting anything done and people are noticing, it's not your fault. I Well, that's a study. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's out, and yes, it does seem to generalize quite a bit, but um, I'll throw it out, and you can uh, you can tell me what's up with that, okay? All right, so uh, that'll be uh, that'll be part of the show. I, you know, I somewhere I knew this. I didn't realize it. I didn't realize Woody Harrelson was a big animal moon bat. And maybe that was for the better. I what? You're shaking your head like you knew that? Yes. Yeah, no, he's kind of a big moon bat. Yeah. But no, but on the animal side of stuff, I just, I think half the people in in Hollywood are just moon bats because I think they have to be, and so. Every now, I'll, I'll forgive the random, you know, whatever. Alyssa Milano's straight moon bat. We can agree there. Yeah, in every source. Yeah, every every way. Yes. She's mad about something new too. I can't remember what it was. I just. <sighs> anyway, she said she started. She started like nine tweets with "We should all be screaming." <laughs> uh, and yeah, so. Woody Harrelson is very upset over a time-honored tradition. Have you ever done grease pig wrestling? Do you even know what that is? That's an amazing event that would happen annually where you would put a team together and you would attempt to catch a grease pig. It's exactly as it sounds. And by the way, it's a lot harder than it sounds. Pigs are wily. And it was an event that would happen annually at our uh, our fair and rodeo, but um, you know if you're pretty much if you're if you're high school, chances are you would put a team together. Go ahead, you know we need more of this stuff. But Woody Harrelson saw one in Texas, and he's losing his mind now. To be fair, the event that it was at was the Bacon Bash, and so Woody Harrelson's now petitioning Texas Governor Greg Abbott to go ahead and do something about it. So I'm not sure if they then make the bacon out of the same pig they just caught in the grease pig wrestling. Probably not because there's a time issue there, but maybe for next year. But it also would add extra incentive for the pig to fight harder. So a little more on this story and so much more coming up. Hang on. Rush Limbaugh Morning Update presented by The Health Dare. Remember California's high-speed train, this multi-billion-dollar train wreck? It was going to link San Francisco and Los Angeles. Well, there were red flags even before President Obama and Jerry Brown agreed to do this. In 2010, a Berkeley study revealed that California used bad information to predict how many people would ride this train. But they went down the tracks on it anyway, despite it having no sense. Now, almost a decade later, California's high-speed train is $50 billion over budget, 
nowhere near completion, and not even high speed. It's worse than a boondoggle. It looks like a massive high-speed fraud. So President Trump has pulled the plug on funding. He wants the state to refund the federal government the billions they've already wasted, which, of course, has the current governor, Gavin Newsom, spitting mad. He's suing. He claims the money for the project is California's money, and he wants it all. He says that President Trump is only doing this because he's mad at California's immigration policy. The thing about this that everybody gets wrong, it's not California's money, and it's not the United States government's money. It's our money, and we're sick and tired of it being used on projects like this that never end up passing muster and never accomplish what they're supposed to accomplish Build the wall, please. Take the money and build the wall and actually do something that makes sense for the country. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. Right now, get your first month supply for free. All you pay is just $5 for your medical consultation when you go to 4hems.com slash easy. After that, it's just 30 bucks for a month's supply. Sure beats paying big bucks for just one blue pill, doesn't it? Plus, you won't need an awkward in-person doctor's appointment to get the prescription. Hems has doctors online who can prescribe the medication, and a pharmacy sends it right to your door. It's affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hems, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To get your first order for just five bucks, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hems.com slash easy. That's 4hems.com slash easy for your first month for just five bucks. 4hems.com slash easy. Rush is back today at noon. More of KCO Day and Carolina's Morning News right now on 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. This has to be the pansiest see something, say something campaign I've ever seen. All right, if you're within the sound of my voice and specifically within the borders of the state of North Carolina and you see an armadillo, you need to call the state and tell them. So what, we're being invaded by armadillos? This is why you need a border wall right here. Is there some... I mean, I understand that there's a lot... There's a lot of unintended consequences when you have a species that's not native to North Carolina, but remember, when... Ultimately, when we... This is, this is the thing, one of the things that irritates me very, very much about how we evaluate animals, uh, specifically, or usually I should say under the Endangered Species Act. We utilize counts that are statewide counts when animals don't know that what states are. Do you know what I'm saying? Or borders, for that matter. Uh, Canadian lynx is a wonderful example. The Canadian lynx... Uh, in, uh, in, when I lived up in Minnesota, it was a big damn deal. Oh, what are we going to do? The Canadian lynx. And it's like, dude, its name is Canadian, and you're tripping over him if you go north of the state. So uh, all of this time and effort that we're investing here, 
is that time well spent if they're flourishing in uh, uh, once you cross an arbitrary thing? So, and for some reason, every newscast I saw yesterday had this, and a couple of you have sent me this story. So if you see an armadillo, they want you to take a picture of it and then call the state because they want to they see what's going on with the armadillos. You ever seen an armadillo? Like, in real life, where'd you see an armadillo at? Yeah, I've seen him before. In the wild? Yeah, I've seen him out in the streets. Where? Uh, Wake Forest. Oh, here we go. I'm not even kidding. Like, just driving through? It was like two years ago. Two years ago, there was an armadillo in the middle of the streets. Like 4 a.m., yeah. Was an armadillo. Yes. That's, uh, no, I'm, yes, I'm just... I think, I'm I think just... actually we did a story about it at the time. Why didn't you catch it? Yeah, I had stuff to do. Because, you know, they'll... Although they do have little uh, little claw things going on there. Then we could have an armadillo that lives in your studio. Could be the show mascot. I mean, if you want me to catch one, I will. I I, I didn't realize they were that rampant. Their ears look stupid. Can yeah, we they were just the- crossing the street. It was really bizarre, but yeah, it happened. Okay. you were, And you weren't on, like, meth or something? Not so. at the time, no. Not at the time. Okay, that's important. So there you go. There you go, state of North Carolina. Ross saw an armadillo in the middle of the street coming to work one morning up in Wake Forest that apparently the wolves hadn't eaten. Well, I mean, it was two years ago, so who knows now? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a fair point. So I just so they think they're migrating? They've confirmed armadillos in 26 counties and gotten reports from 47 counties. Okay. I see. You know why they're here? Climate change. Perfect. It's a reflection of a more mild winter, says Colleen Olfenbutel. Maybe I got that right. Biologist for the North Carolina Wildlife Commission. Oh, and for for my listeners in, in uh, Johnston County, don't shoot the armadillo. It's tempting, I know. No, they just want, they, when I say shoot a I mean, shoot a picture is what you're supposed to do. There's not a bounty on them. It's a reflection of a more mild winters. It used to be we would have below freezing temperatures maybe two, three, four weeks. Now if we have below freezing conditions, it might be just a few days. And because of that, armadillos are able to, so they're moving in. Oh, hey, hold on. Let me grab this. Yes, Billy, what's up? Hey, Casey, what's going on, man? Not much. Good morning to you. You call uh, the reporting armadillo, yeah, sir? Yeah, uh, I'm a truck driver. Been all over the United States, and I have seen armadillos everywhere. They're they're really abundant in South Carolina, down Georgia, uh, yeah. parts of Florida, uh, Texas, Texas is uh, Texas probably the, the, yeah. the possible the half-shell capital. I mean, it's everywhere you look in Texas, they're armadillo. Yeah. Uh, how many, you know, how it, many it, have it, you it, run it, over with your rig, sir? I've never, I mean, I've hit a couple dead ones in the road, but I have never been, uh, I try to avoid all wildlife as possible because, you know, I don't want to do no damage to the truck. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing that some of the animals that you'll see out in the wild, if you think about it, 10 years ago, you never saw any skunks here in North Carolina. Maybe 15. But the more and more you get uh, east of Raleigh now, the more the skunks are just popping up everywhere. But 
Yeah, um, I, di- I didn't know that about the skunks. We had a lot of, a lot of skunks actually where I grew up, and our dogs would get in them. They had porcupines. Yeah. We are we are absolutely inundated out in Wyoming with porcupines. Um, oh yeah. And then your dog would come back, and it, he'd look like the pinhead from Hellraiser, and you knew it was going to be fun. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Thanks for the call there. You know, we had one dog that got skunked twice and porcupine twice. How stupid was that dog? Right? First time, if you don't know what a skunk is, all right, and then that happens once, are you ever going near anything that resembles that again? And a porcupine, for that matter. I mean, you can at least see what that is. And that stupid dog still stuck his face in that thing twice. Uh Oh, wait, hold on. Yes, James, what's up? Hey, I was just telling uh, Rosser about the um, the peacock I saw crossing U.S. 64 overnight though one day. It was a couple of years back. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, uh, did, just, they they'll do just cross the road. Yeah, they'll do just fine, man. Yeah, I was it was crazy. The first time I visited Houston, Texas. Thanks for the call, sir. I was visiting a buddy of mine, and so and I'm in what is a really really it's not not where he lives, but he goes, hey, if you're headed down. If you're headed down to this, there's a bar district uh, where we were meeting. There was a going away party for an iHeartRadio employee of the Houston branch, and we both kind of knew him. So I'm driving down, and I'm already in downtown, and I cut through this really nice neighborhood, like like Roger Clemens' house, that kind of stuff. And it's none of this stuff is gated in Houston. So it sits right there, and there's a, the country club. They pay the PGA event. And I'm just thinking it's really cool. And then that uh, Buffalo Bayou or whatever that is, the waterway through there. And I'm driving through this neighborhood. There's freaking peacocks everywhere. Like in the road. Just walking around, doing their thing. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a picture of this. And add, and send it to my buddy and be like, what the hell's going on? So I kind of pull over and I get out and take a picture. And this peacock's like, I'm going to kill you. So, yeah, that if in that gang, uh, the colors are all of them, and they are they are running that neighborhood. They were very aggressive, and they were everywhere. And I asked me, he goes, yeah, there's just what there's feral wild peacocks everywhere, just doing their thing. So, uh, all right, what's a, uh, well anyway? So, if you see an armadillo, tell the state of North Carolina, and if you see it in a rule setting, resist the urge to uh, you know plink it. Just take a picture. Although, you know, hey, your property is your property. Who am I to tell you what to do? All right, 888-934-7874. Michael Avenatti says there's a vast right-wing conspiracy or something, so uh, we'll laugh at him for a few. And a horrific follow-up to an already horrific story about a woman in a coma. I'm telling you. I can't imagine. What do you think an audit of the whole system down there would bring up? Don't shake your head. I find it as as disgusting as you. But now knowing what I what we know now, can you imagine if they were to audit the whole facility? Because they got a lot of people there that are in comas. No, what is it like Kill Bill? Like the beginning of Kill Bill? Yes. Yeah, you remember that story? Of the the woman who was pregnant, who was who's been in a coma since she was like fifteen. 
Yeah, and, and they, they did arrest a guy, but there's... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. There's an update to that story, and it's not a good one. So uh, we'll update you on Hacienda Healthcare. And uh, by the way, there was a giant lawsuit, as you can imagine, so... Uh, all that and more coming up. We'll be back. This is the Terminex Pest and Wildlife Control Fox Sports Report. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. In the NBA playoffs, Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals saw the Raptors beat the Bucks in Milwaukee 105-99. to Toronto was led by Kawhi Leonard, who had 35 points and 9 assists. Toronto hit 18 three-pointers as a team. Fred Van Vliet hit 7 of them for 21 points. For Milwaukee star Giannis Antetokounmpo finished with 24 points and 6 rebounds. Suffered an ankle injury late. Should be okay, though, for Game 6. Milwaukee's dropped 3 in a row for the first time this season as Toronto grabs a 3-2 series lead. Their one went away from their first-ever trip to the NBA Finals. Game 6 is Saturday in Toronto. In baseball, checking division leaders in action. The Phillies beat the Cubs 9-7 in a battle of division leaders as they split the four-game series. Twins crushed the Angels 16-7. Minnesota hit eight home runs. They lead the AL Central and now have the best record in baseball at 33-16. and Yankees wrap up a sweep of the Orioles with a 6-5 win. New York on top of the AL East. They've won five in a row. And the White Sox shut out the leaders in the AL West. The Astros in Houston 4-0. Smart talk all day and news at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Casey O'Day and Carolina's Morning News on 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. I've done the research. Okay. Because there is a story, and we may or may not have spent some time on it on the show here months and months and months ago when it happened. The story, of course, was, and remember there was video of this insanity, too. Some guys are at work, and they work um, some industrial something or other. And they're screwing around. Horseplay in an industrial area tends to not always go well. Well, in this instance... One of the guys is holding the the nozzle for the air compressor. The other guy is distracting one of the dudes, and the dude being distracted, all of a sudden, the one guy comes over with the air compressor, puts it right at the guy's butt, and uh, gives it a big old, uh, and it ended up uh, causing a, quote, rectal blowout. And we were horrified, because that's just not something that you really think about that much. Well, it happened again. And I would think after just one of those happens and everyone hears about it, nobody goes anywhere near that part of your body with an air compressor hose. 
But uh, sure enough, uh, some guy was, uh, I guess he's sleeping, and his, quote, perverted friends put the nozzle right there and rectal blowout number three. And I said, and I went, number three? What did we miss? So I, I have done the research. I have found the missing middle story that uh, did not make the show, and that was a damn shame. And it's a little different. And this fun cautionary tale. Yes, in this instance, a 24-year-old man, I'm sorry, 34-year-old man uh, who worked at a gas station was taken to the hospital with similar injuries after he said he had tried to stop a burglary. (laughs) (laughs) According to uh, his stories, uh, there were robbers there, and when he was attempting to stop the robbery, they got the best of him. And they hit him with the air hose there as some sort of punishment. Wait, so did they bring it like for the B and A? Did they? Well, no, it works at a gas station. Okay, so it was there. So it's there. Yeah, they just brought the hose up. They're just like, ah, we'll teach you to interfere with our robbery. Uh, We're like the wet bandits, but we're the air compressor bandits. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Although there's a there's an element of the story. There's a line here that I, I feel is necessary to read. According. Well, a couple things. Well, they never caught the robbers. Weird, huh? And you may know why after I read this. The man was, quote, ale- has an alleged history of accidental injury to the anus by compressed air. <laughs> He's a freak. <laughs> well, it gets bored at the gas station. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Sitting there waiting for customers. Especially if you've worked the overnight shift, yeah, you, you know? know. You're listening to Coast to Coast, you know. Yeah, like I've heard this alien crap so many times. I'm bored. Break out the air compressor. Well, you don't break it out. You just you, you probably <laughs> sees it right he's sitting there, and it's right. he sees it. It sees him. Yeah, yeah, they wink at each other. It puts on something sexy. What are you gonna do? Nothing you can do. How did we miss that story? That he's got to make up this whole. Oh, it was robbers. Never heard robbers doing that, but okay, whatever you say, sir. Uh, what? Scooter, go ahead, man. <laughs> Hey, man. Hey, when are we going to cover this story about the, the Durham uh, explosion? Man, I'm hearing the commercials on all the time on the radio. They're trying to find this guy that got uh, damaged or, or exposed to something with the Durham explosion. They want him to call because they're trying to find the superhero. It's like the new Durham bull. I feel like you might be misconstruing the commercial. I know the commercial you're talking about because I believe Kyle voices it. And, yeah, but I'm and, and just for, for and I don't know if it's running on the Greensboro side of things. So let me uh, let me just set this straight: where they're not looking for a superhero, they're looking for people who may have a financial claim as a result of it. Um, I I can't imagine it's that many, uh, considering the radius there, and they just want people to go ahead and contact them. Do we, is it the sure city it doing it, or is it, it a Durham. lawyer? I, I, it is I, Durham. Yeah. And, you know, they got all that, you know, the Durham is home of the medicine, right? So, Again, yeah. I think you might be, uh, I got a roll, Scooter. I think Scooter might be missing the big picture there.
You know, most of the time when Brian the Bad Board Op sends a link to a story, Ross and I giggle at it and go, we did that three days ago, or come on, man. Or it's the Godzilla trailer because he's obsessed with that. Um, but I got to admit, he sent me this story from Market Watch. Did you? He sent it to you too, Ross, the other day. I finally got around to reading it. I thought it was I thought it was the other market watch story we did. Um, this thing is bonkers. It, the title of the story is "Young People Blame Climate Change for Their Small 401k Balances," which isn't an exciting title until you read this bad boy. I don't e- buckle in for this. Lori Rodriguez, a 27-year-old communications professional in New York City is not saving for retirement, and it's not because she can't afford to. She says it's because it doesn't matter. Now, I've seen a variation of this story where they were talking about they were talking about um, the expectation that there will be fully funded retirement above and beyond what is the current social security system. And I remember that we all had a good chuckle at that, considering the outlook for the current Social Security system. Um, But this is something entirely different. And I thought this was the same story. No, 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 no. Yes, like many people her age, Rodriguez believes climate change will have such a catastrophic effect within her lifetime that essentially it's going to be Mad Max out there by the time she hits 65. Just think about that. You're working, you're doing your thing, and you have this fatalism uh, uh, mindset going on that you think, essentially, currency won't matter. And what do you think the currency will be in this uh, future uh, pandemic time? Because you can at least try to save that stuff, like shells or something. Or water, right? Water gets very expensive. 88% 88% of millennials uh, accept that climate, catastrophic climate change is an inevitability if something isn't done. I'm just kind of skipping over some stuff. There's a lot more anecdotes, but because uh, I want to get to the meat of the numbers here. Oh, are you ready for this? Mental health issues affecting young adults and adolescents in the U.S. have increased significantly in the past decade. In fact, 72%. 72 percent of uh, and they studied millennials for this uh, suffer from some form of eco anxiety. Seventy-two percent eco anxiety. Now, on the larger on the larger front, when they talk about increases in mental health issues among young adults, um, the, I think the leading theory there is the way in which uh, we socialize, uh, digital media, things like that. But when you get down just to the climate side of things, 72% say that their emotional well-being is affected by the inevitability of climate change. And then they go through the savings numbers. Um, Let's see here. Of, of millennials that are saving, the current the current balance something around $25,000, uh, mostly through uh, 401k contributions, which is good. I mean, it, at the end of the day, uh, most of the time, although uh, some of us saw a 
suspension of matches, but uh, free money's free money, so. Uh, here we go. There's a certain fatalism in the population relative to more recent generations. Now, I want you to understand this, because this is the paragraph that absolutely blew me away. Because they've measured anxiety and, and what people are concerned about for all the previous generations with all the big things that were going on. From the chaos of World War II to the draft for the Vietnam War and the, and the looming threat of a nuclear conflict uh, during the Cold War, at no time did the percentage of the, of the younger generation show as much anxiety over those issues. So I want you to think about that. This is, this is self-reporting. These are statistics that are gathered by mental health professionals. World War II, the idea of being drafted to go over to Vietnam, everything going on with the, with the Russians at the height of the Cold War, none of those caused as much generational-wide anxiety as the fact that in 50 years, the planet will be chaos. And so it is a conscious decision by a large swath of those studied to not save. They're not simply not saving because they're, uh, you know, trying to make ends meet. They're making an active decision not to save their money because they figure, you know, time's ticking. We use it now because uh, eventually we'll all be running around in... uh, in a dystopic uh, future. I can't imagine having your head in that place all day. Do you know what I mean? Just nothing I do matters. Because that's that's the subconscious mindset that, that that's right there. Not the, it's not going to matter. Let me go ahead and get it out of the system. You know, there's a whole host of things that uh, that are going on right now, uh, from um, from uh, lower birth rates to uh, people are not people are uh, are not hooking up. You know what I mean? You see those stories? We have what we have so instilled. This sense of doom, it has been instilled so effectively. And it's it, there's no, when you're talking 57% of people polled in one generation having, uh, having uh, uh, concerns or eco-anxiety, and you're into the 70th uh, percentile with the younger generation and 88% at least sign on to the theory, but maybe don't, uh, some of them don't let it bother them as much. That's a hell of a place to be at. And if you're somebody who feels that the threats are overblown, because, you know, you watched Al Gore's movie and none of it came true, um, and, and many of the other things that are out there where you, fear, where you feel that even if, even if you feel that there's something going on, you realize that the people who are wanting to be the prophets on this are, are going pure doomsday to get there, the, they have been very successful in, in, in sparking not just a sense of urgency, but a sense of doom. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. An absolute sense of doom where it just doesn't matter. And when you got a whole swath of people where it just doesn't matter, you're fundamentally changing every way, the way in which they approach pretty much damn near everything that they do. And I don't, I, I don't know, I, I guess, because for the purpose of their study, they define a millennial as somebody born from 81 through uh, 96. So I don't make the millennial cut. I was born in 80. Sometimes they go from 80. Sometimes they go from 82. They go from 81 in this. But I know a lot. Obviously, I know a lot of people that are on the upper end of the millennials because they're all the people I went to school with. And I just, I don't get that vibe. So maybe maybe it's on the younger side of things. And all my siblings are younger. They're all millennials. And I just don't get that vibe from them. What a, what an absolute What an absolute tragedy to do to an entire generation of Americans. Again, even if you're trying to instill a sense of urgency, even if you want them to be concerned or eco-minded or we got to do something, they've gone so overboard, tigers are going to eat you. Remember that story from this week. Tigers are going to start eating people. Giant rocks are going to fly from the ocean. Everyone's going to be a prostitute. such and such place will be uninhabitable. Move now. Get ahead of the rush. Uh, Definitely. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, I just want to let you know, you know, the kids right now from kindergarten on are being indoctrinated with the the terror that everything is going on and, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, we're going to die in 10 years. And they, they start scaring the kids at from kindergarten on into college. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous because we have enough minds to take care of the matter, but it's not that impressed. Um, you know, it's not that crazy. Right, right. Yeah, there, there, there is an immense amount of exaggeration, and I would argue that a lot of the exaggeration, and when I mean exaggeration, I mean uh, even if people are like, well, look, I have to go with the worst possible case scenario so it'll, it'll spark attention. The problem is everybody and their mother's doing that. So every news story is a pending apocalypse. Every, uh, it, every time some newscaster is out there, uh, their lead story, because somebody, somebody somewhere just released a report through the U.N., and we're all going to die, right? And and right. so when you hear that every day, every day, every day, that it, how does that not break you down? The really sick part is a lot of it's for political purposes. And what I mean by that is the vast majority of the strategy surrounding a lot of these things that are doomsday things is this could happen, but if you vote for the right people, they can save you. And, and so I... I place a lot of that blame squarely at the feet of people who are using 
uh, scare tactics and panic. And and by the way, the Republicans do it, but they do it a little differently. Um, they they pick uh, 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 independent issues like uh, the caravans all going to come here and they're going to live in your house, right? And they, right. And, and and that's yeah. how that's how they market. They're literally marketing on the other side of the aisle that the that the world's going to be uninhabitable in fifty years. So why even try? That's a hell of a leap. Well, yeah, and I I was listening to um, another program and um, they had on the uh, you know. Um, AOC was, you know, always talking about, you know, that 12 years and all this other stuff. Well, they had on the information that was um, put out there that she was quoting, and they says she totally misquoted them. What? That? Come on, yeah. sir. Not, not with her no. level, uh, not with her attention to detail. Well, you, I don't believe that. You know, and, and I and I understand that. You right. know, she's very, very well informed. Right. Okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Their colonial colonial cauliflower concerns, yes. Yeah, exactly, yes, most definitely. What did she tweet? Uh, but, yeah, it yeah. was... Oh, hang on, I'm sorry, sorry, I just looked at the clock, so i got I got to cut this conversation short, but... Um, uh, yeah, no, Great. it's... it's it's. I'm, I'm telling you, we're, we're doing damage here. We're, we're doing damage. We are. And we're doing damage for... for a, thanks for the call, for a large number of reasons. What did, it, what did she tweet yesterday? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 I do have it here. In case you missed it, I know a lot of the attention obviously was on the uh, the tragedy that occurred there in uh, where is it Jefferson City, Missouri, uh, in in Missouri with the uh, uh, the EF3 tornado that uh, uh, ripped essentially that car dealership and right through the middle of the Capitol there. Um, I think what three people were killed, but that was not the only place to get tornadoes or at the very least have a tornado warning. In fact, just to our north. In Washington, D.C., they were under a tornado warning for just a little period of time. And in that little period of time, this tweet emerged uh, from uh, Ms. Cortez. Well, that was something. Alarms went off in the building advising people to seek shelter. Apparently, the tornado moved or missed the city so quickly that they ended the warning shortly after. And also, apparently, this is a thing that happens in the summer here with increasing intensity. The climate crisis is real, y'all. Then there's a tornado emoji. Guests were at casual tornadoes in growing regions of the country. If there is a tornado warning system... And sirens. It's not new. It's not a new thing. If you move to where I'm from, we're in the mountains, and you get a tornado warning, then we'll talk, okay? You literally live in a place where they have tornado sirens and a warning system, which means... Somebody saw one once and thought, we better put these in. By the way, you didn't get a tornado. So that part's inaccurate, but I'll I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that maybe you thought that there was one. Or you thought that there was one pending because you don't understand the difference between a warning and a watch. But, no. (laughs) As well-researched as you normally are, no. No. 722, we'll be back. Hang on. This is the Terminex Pest and Wildlife Control Fox Sports Report. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles, here's 
is Eddie Garcia. In the NBA playoffs, Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals saw the Raptors go to Milwaukee and beat the Bucks 105-99. Kawhi Leonard led Toronto once again with 35 points. He had 9 assists as well as the Raptors hit 18 three-pointers as a team. Fred Van Vliet hit 7 of them for 21 points. For Milwaukee star Giannis Antetokounmpo had 24 points, 6 rebounds, and an ankle injury in the final moments. They think he'll be okay for Game number 6. Milwaukee's dropped 3 in a row for the first time all season as Toronto grabs a 3-2 series lead. They're one win away from their first ever trip to the NBA Finals. Game 6 Saturday in Toronto. In baseball, checking division leaders in action. It was a battle of division leaders in Chicago where the Phillies beat the Cubs 9-7 as they split the four-game series. Twins all over the Angels 16-7. Minnesota hitting eight home runs in the win. They lead the AL Central and now have the best record in the major leagues at 33-16. Yankees wrap up a sweep of the Orioles with a 6-5 win. Astros, leaders of the AL West, shot out by the White Sox 4 nothing. Staying informed starts here with KCO Day and Carolina's Morning News. Keep it here to stay connected on FM and the free iHeartRadio app. All right. Hey, John, hang on, please. We got a caller I have to talk to because he's going to make a fabulous point. I just went very long in the first segment. And then Ross is going to gum it up with alien theory. So, so you're going to get actual news and then news you can use around the water cooler. Yes, we are that productive here on the KCO Day radio program, which will continue in just a few minutes right after your news. More news, weather, and traffic are on the way, as well as Kim Commando's digital update. This is 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. Welcome back. It is 7.36 here on the KCO Day radio program. Kyle and I were just, Ross had to uh, run an errand. Uh, Kyle and I were just having the most morbid discussion. I think I'll bring it up on the air here in a minute. Uh, let me grab a, a quick call. I had mentioned the, well, I mentioned the larger uh, uh, fatalism uh, study that this, uh, this Market Watch article was detailing. And basically, it is an active decision on a large part of people and it's more prevalent as they're younger, to uh, view the potential uh, for retirement as uh, a post-apocalyptic time. So why even bother saving or preparing for it? And 72% have some form of eco-anxiety. And when you're when you're hit with a constant barrage of it's all going to end and, and if the rock doesn't kill you, the tiger will, Every day, I can see how people get there. 12 years, we're all going to die, AOC. And then I read her tweet uh, from uh, yesterday or two days ago. Well, that was something. Alarms went off in the building advising people to seek shelter. Apparently, the tornado moved or missed the city so quickly they ended the warning shortly after. And by the way, when there's a tornado on the ground, it's a watch. But not to nitpick because a lot of people get that backwards, so whatever. Uh, and also, apparently, this is a thing that happens in the summer here, question mark, with increasing intensity, question mark. Uh, the climate crisis is real, y'all. I guess we're casual tornadoes in growing regions of the country. If you have a tornado, a, a tornado warning system, including sirens and alarms, they've seen one before. <laughs> All right? So it's the point I'm making here, and it's a good point. 
And by the way, uh, from uh, an increasing intensity, that's not true. At least not according to the National Weather Service site that I just reviewed. John, what's up? Well, hey, Casey. Um, obviously, AOC doesn't know history. What? In the War of 1812, the British were burning the White House. And miraculously, a tornado came into D.C. and chased the British out of Washington. <laughs> so well, I guess we had all those nasty sirens, SUVs. Sir. This is why they needed sirens, those poor British. I guess the British were using a bunch of Humvees back then, and, and all these nasty SUVs, and that's what caused all that climate change. Uh, yeah, I, I would have loved to see her face if somebody working for her just turned her and goes, you know the War of 1812, they uh, literally had to stop, though it was 1814, uh, they literally had to stop uh, uh, their advancement and uh, get the hell out of the way because the tornado ripped through there. But you don't expect a politician to know history, do you? Well, no, I think some do. I just think it's incredibly, it would be incredibly amusing for there to be immediate pushback, but I suspect, I suspect she'd probably fire whoever it was. So, um, All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. I just want to make the, I want to let you make that point because it's a brilliant point and uh, think it helps make the larger point. <laughs> it pays to uh, understand what's going on. Yeah, the concern was it was going to, like the bridge, it was going to buckle the bridge or something over the Potomac, and I think it blew some of their cannons away, if I remember correctly. Go ahead. You actually learned about that storm? Here we go. It was on an episode of Ancient Aliens. Of course it was. And the whole premise of the episode was yeah, famous storms that would just show up mm-hmm. apparently out of nowhere during you know big events, historical events, battles. And they had examples from the Revolution to the Civil War to the War of 1812. And and they said, what's going on are the aliens can see what's happening. And they chose sides. And we're going to help the Young Republic, the self-governance. They're big fans. So they stopped the British by creating this storm. (laughs) Now, I can't verify it, but I mean, that was their hypothesis. Uh... And I mean, it's a good point. By the way, I did you know? get, I just got watching Warning Backward, but so check that. I just realized that. Sorry, I was thinking about that while you were explaining how aliens stopped the British. Yeah. <sighs> Why would they choose us though? Because they're in the side of freedom. Yeah, not they they're like, over, finally not they're here to take have, over the planet. But they're not though. They're just, they're... Uh, I mean, that's one theory, yes, but they're, they're, the people, the proponents of this theory are saying that they're like, you know, they seated us, they're, they're the reason we're here, and they're watching our evolution, and they want us to go in, down the right path. I see. So the opposite of the prime directive in Star Trek. So the do the aliens damn near freeze half the German armies uh, yes. attempting to yes. sack St. Petersburg? I, I was making that yes. up, really? Yes, see, you know what I'm talking about, yes. Outside of St. So Petersburg? Agree. So you agree. It wasn't the fact that it was the middle of winter? No. It had nothing to do with... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The time of the year 
in the, in in northern far northern Europe. No, it's the aliens. They have a version of a mobile version of Harp on their mothership. I see. That's where we get the idea and the blueprints for Harp from. For Harp from. Oh, makes sense. So you've seen the episode? No, no, I haven't. Really? No, I was just oh. taking the most extreme right. example I could think of off the top of my head. Almost as if they were uh, mining, mining, uh, uh, you know, easily to remember uh, uh, things in history, and then attaching ancient alien uh, references to them. In fact, one could think you could build a show around that. You know, take any advancement of any civilization ever, and then just say, "Well, the people were too stupid to think it up, so aliens done it." Am I right? Absolutely. He was very excited about that. So, uh, anyway. Well, I was going to get into that, but we got some audio I want to play for you. So, we'll uh, let's go ahead and truck down this down this road, if I could, for just a moment. So, uh, what would you do if you came home and it appeared that somebody had uh, entered your abode while you were away? Well, a couple things. One, you're going to be you're going to be initially nervous, right? Because you don't know if they're still there. If you can tell somebody's entered your home, even if you even if it's just one of those things where maybe you left the door unlocked, you get inside and you can just sense something's not right. We've all done the spidey sense thing, haven't we? Where we see a situation and we know that it's there's something there's something that's off here. And then I, I guess you know call the police, whatever, and probably determine if anything was stolen. But what if all of that happened and uh, you came to a very different conclusion? Not that somebody had not been in your house, but that, um, well, this. They scrubbed everything, scrubbed everything down, did the shower, um, did the toilets all. Somebody came in and cleaned the crap out of this guy's house. And I mean everything except the kitchen for some reason. And in a way, that's probably... Probably why he thought somebody was still in there. He's like, why didn't they do the kitchen? Yeah, a Massachusetts homeowner came home last week to find that somebody had broken into his home. He searched uh, searched the home, realized nothing was missing. In fact, he says it was perfectly made up, more perfect than when the family had left it and went out. However, they did notice uh, that the back door to the home was open when they returned home. He had his five-year-old son with him. Uh, The guy's name is uh, Nate Roman. He's 44. And there was one other little uh, nuance that really let them know that somebody had cared. These toilet paper roses were left on my uh, on my toilet paper rolls. Somebody did origami with the with the toilet paper. I <laughs> I don't. Do you want my address? Mr. Burglar, sir. Yeah, not a problem. I'll volunteer as tribute. Yeah. If you're looking for someone, I mean. Ross Ross would like to be victimized as well. Please. Come over and victimize. What time's good? It doesn't matter. Just whatever. Just surprise me. You guys will leave. <laughs> We're going to go somewhere that's not here. Have fun. And again. Because nothing had been taken. Nothing, um, you know, other than just being rearranged and cleaned and, um, you know, sort of put away and, and put straight. That was the biggest thing. I mean, yeah, somebody was in your home. But for such a good reason. Now, what if they did all that, they didn't take anything, but you would realize they had accessed your computer file labeled not porn, Russ? That'd be awful. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know what they would find in that folder. Right. I mean, it definitely wouldn't be pornography because no, I mean that's the it's title. labeled not pornography. Yeah. So, but I don't recall what's in it. So, what I hopefully, hopefully, you know, they would know that about you. Right. They know that your house was a mess, but now it's not, and you have a uh, yeah an interesting folder on your. I know computer. they could walk into my house and be like, "Holy crap! Is this an episode of Hoarders?" Yeah. Yeah. And, and but and then then on top of that, they would go and see the not pornography folder in the desktop, and then go into that. Mm-hmm. I don't want them thinking badly of me. Because of that folder. I would think if they're into B&Es where they clean up, that it, it would actually be more exciting for them to break into what appeared to be a hoarder's house. Right. Because that's a challenge. You know, it's like a jewel thief, right? You could steal you could steal a bracelet off grandma if you mug her. Or you can go full diamond heist in Antwerp. You right, know what I'm saying? you got to go through like the lasers and stuff. Yeah, or you got to da- learn how to dance yeah, properly. right. That's you know that's where the big stuff is. So uh, Hoarder's house would kind of be Antwerp in this uh, in this instance. Ross is the diamond exchange. That's what I'm saying. So come on over. And that is not pornography. Yeah, yeah. Steer clear of that folder. Because uh, if you do get caught, you're still a B and E. That's according to the cops. This is still a B and E. Um, it's just for misdemeanor um, because it's it didn't appear that there was any intent to steal or take anything from the property. And you don't want to be charged with a B&E and then have time tacked on for what you find in the folder, so. Should say not snuff films, I mean, right? I, I know my yeah. rights. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't think you do. Ray Stajic for the Weather Channel. What you doing? What am I doing? I'm actually oh, you're trying to roast, my money You're today. roasting people. All right. I'm going to go. No, hold on. You haven't used it. What's that? The term you guys are using. Use the term. Um, Death Ridge. Death Ridge. Oh. What is with that? So Polar Vortex was to care the crap out of us. Pollen Vortex. Pollen vortex. And Death now Ridge. and now the Death Ridge. No that's moon. A, it's a scorching the southeastern U.S. All right. Well, to, let's go. I'm going to do day by day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, triangle first. Here's the record highs. 95, 93, 94, 96. Triad. Record highs next four days. 93, 95, 96, 100. Okay? Forecast highs, low to mid-90s, through Monday. All right? So that doesn't mean we're necessarily going to break records, but I think we're going to tie a few. And that could start today. So today's record for Raleigh, the airport, 95. Forecast high, The actual number is 94. For the triad, the record is 93. The forecast high is 93. All right? And it's low to mid-90s right on through Saturday and Sunday and even Monday. Now, the only thing that may mess things up a little bit, tomorrow night into Sunday morning, there may be some widely scattered isolated showers and thunder showers around. So if they hang on a little bit longer, which I don't think they will, we may not get records on Sunday, but still going to be in the low to mid-90s. That's the forecast for right now. Monday, low 90s. Better chance of tying a record of the uh, triangle than the triad because the record of the triad's 100. We're not going to get there. The bottom line is, though, we're going to stay in the mid-90s, low mid-90s, even Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, maybe even beyond that with no appreciable rainfall. Right now the drought monitor doesn't show anything for central western North Carolina in terms of drought by next Tuesday or next Thursday when it comes out again that might be changing so for not a lot going on I certainly said a lot Ross I regret KC Ross but it's going to be dangerous heat too don't forget to keep yourself hydrated don't forget the kids the elderly and the pets 
Death Ridge. Death Ridge. 2019. <sighs> I'm trying to figure out who coined it, which one of your cohorts. Uh, I don't know, but they're trying now to make a story, because this is what we do on TV. We try to make a story of, okay, so what's more important, the heat or what's the bigger story, the heat or the flooding in the West and the severe storms? Okay, take your pick. Either way, I think there's going to be problems with the heat this weekend, and there already are problems with the big flooding in uh, Oklahoma, Kansas, that's going to move into Illinois. It already has today. So that part of the country, big flooding this weekend and severe storms, that will be a weather story, too. I bet, I, you know, literally, if it was hot enough that people were bursting into flames, I think it would make some TV guys' days. <sighs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> you thought about that? Jeez, man. Oh, I mean, listen. That's just twisted. I know. I know. I don't know. Should we forecast spontaneous combustion? Uh, It could be good for readings. I don't know. Well, we got to come up with a name first. (laughs) I like it. The spontaneous combustion. Yeah. Forecast is for spontaneous combustion. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Across the southeastern U.S. And there could be some all-time May record highs, too. Yeah, but still no person to play. Remember, that that 100, guess what year that 100 for Monday, that record was set in? Guess what year? 1812. Uh, 1911. Okay, so, that was going to be my next one. It was hotter a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Okay. So, that's all I'm saying. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate right, it. I better go. Yeah. Bye. There you go. He's thought about that. See how prepared he was? That's a little weird. Coming up, what not to do if you're a 13-time convicted felon. Next. Hang on. Your team's playing video games. A couple of hours pass. They're still playing. Time for him to find a summer job, right? Well, I have one for him that pays $50,000 an hour. Kim Commando with your Friday Consumer Tech Update brought to you by SimpliSafe, the best security system for your home, period. Don't live in fear. Get yours at simplysafekim.com. Some big-name game publishers like Electronic Arts and Ubisoft are shelling out up to $50,000 an hour to people who will play their brand-new games before they're officially released. Why on earth would they do that? Simple economics. They need as many gamers as possible excited about something other than Fortnite, which is hitting publishers right in their magic satchel. The catch? You have to live stream while you play, and you also need a serious number of followers, rising to the level of professional gamer. Let me tell you, if this radio gig doesn't work out, I know what my next career is going to be. I'm Kim Commando. Getting connected starts at 6 a.m. with Casey O'Day and Carolina's Morning News on 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. All right, it is. uh, So we're going to do this. We're going to grab this call. Uh, We'll share this wonderful, uh, heartwarming story of a 13-time convicted felon who uh, had a little whoopsie. And do you watch the Prager University stuff on YouTube? You should. It's good stuff. Good, I, I, good stuff, and in, in fact, it's of all the stuff that gets banned from YouTube or uh, demonetized, it's the stuff that boggles my mind the most. I saw one the other day. This man terrifies me and motivates. So uh, we'll chat that up here in a bit. Uh, real quick, Steve, what's up? Hey, I just want to remind people that, that I'm 62, and when I was a child, the rivers were on fire. There was something called the Cuyahoga River in Ohio and the Delaware River between Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Yeah. Um, the rivers aren't on fire anymore. I mean, we... And that's a damn shame, sir. I, I tell you, it's just... 
you know, when I was a kid, it was like, how the how does a river catch on fire? Oh, you know, I, I, and I'm it, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off because this is one of the best back in my days I've heard in a while. But I I miss I miss the river fires too, sir. Cuddling up with your sweetheart next to the burning river is the best. I believe the guy. People are sending me river fire stuff. <laughs> I know, absolutely. In fact, the Chicago River, River through Chicago, caught fire. Pretty, it was a pretty, it was kind of a famous deal there uh, in Chicago. So yeah, and in Pennsylvania and others, and and lakes, and oh yeah, you get enough runoff on top of something, and there you go. Or you get an oil spill, you can get you can get uh, a fire on there. So no, I believe the guy. I was just being as. Uh, Efficient as possible in the limited time I had there before the uh, break. That's all. So we're good. Thank you for all the links, though, folks. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, how you doing? It's Friday. It's uh, one hour to go before a three-day weekend for uh, most folks out there. Glad to have you along. And um, there are certain certain things you gotta you got to think about. When you are a 13-time convicted felon, one of those things is probably shouldn't be uh, concealed carrying a uh, a pistol, right? We can agree on that? Now, I I don't have an objection to how the guy was carrying it. I I actually, uh, I know a lot of people that conceal carry, and one of the things that they like is they like these small, these uh, these subcompacts that uh, flat profile. There's a few different ones you can get, but the flat profile, uh, like through your pocket, is nice because it doesn't look like a gun. It looks like you have like a wallet up front or a phone or something in there. So uh, I'm cool with that. But if you're going to carry in that manner, it's on you to be very careful that you don't abruptly stick your hand in there, get it inside on the uh, trigger guard, and, and well, you know. Unfortunately for 27-year-old Cameron Wilson, he didn't know. And while he had the pistol tucked in his front pocket, he reached in, inadvertently pulled the trigger, and shot himself uh, right through. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Through the boys with the bullet uh, then entering his thigh. As you can imagine, you're going to be an immense amount of discomfort and pain after you've just shot through your business and into your thigh. And you're probably thinking to yourself, how could this day get any worse? Well, hang on, it's gonna. So, uh, Mr. Wilson's girlfriend 
uh, decided that she was going to take him to the hospital, but not right to the hospital. Instead, Wilson and the woman drove 20 minutes away to a friend's house uh, to basically hand off the pistol and perhaps pick something up, and then eventually drove him to a hospital. Um, He is undergoing uh, surgery, and during the surgery, doctors notice something happening. And I I suppose if you work in a medical environment, uh, the idea that people, especially people who are in a traumatic or having to have an emergency surgery, or they're in a traumatic situation with anything having to do with that region of the body, the idea that somebody could become incontinent or, or whatnot is probably not outside the realm of possibilities. Except this was a little different. During the surgery, doctors and nurses started to notice small balloons emerging from his backside. Inside the balloons, uh, marijuana and methamphetamines. Now, Ross has a theory that's wrong. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, he shoots himself down there. It's awful, right? You can't walk it off. I guess not. No, probably not. Right? But even though we're guys, so our, our initial reaction would probably be, I'm just going to walk it off. I'm not gonna, And she's like, you've got to go to the hospital. You shot yourself. And it's like, damn it, fine, you're right. I surrender. But So you're saying they stop over at the house to drop off the gun because mm-hmm. he's not supposed to have a gun. So he's going to be like, I don't know how this happened. Somebody shot me in, down there. Yeah. So then he makes a drug deal and he hides it up. He well, puts it up himself. So here's the deal. It, it it's looking it, it's looking pretty clearly like he post shot inserted the balloons full of drugs. That doesn't. Ross thought initially, and I broke his heart on this. He right. thought initially that's just where the guy stores his drugs. No, yeah, I think they were up there, and then he shot himself, and then they rushed him to the hospital, and then they're, they're trying to fix him. Like, sir, you know, we'll get you through this, sir. You know, and he's like the whole time he's just squeezing like. Duh, I can't let it. Then they'll find out I've got drugs too, and then they, there they are. Right, and if he was still, <laughs> damn it, those are mine. <laughs> yeah, I was carrying them for a friend. I don't, I don't know how they got there. If he was in a prison setting, yes, I could, I could see that. I could but, see where that's uh, where he was carrying the drugs. Then something happened. Yeah, like I can understand that. I can wrap my brain around that. Story. But he's I not. He's out. But I don't understand. So you drop the gun off. Then you're like, hey, while I'm here, I'll buy some meth or whatever, and then I'm going to put that up myself. Why would you not buy it and just hey, let's store this somewhere and then go to the hospital? Because because in his mind, being a 13 time felon who had just shot him, so who has a gunshot wound, I think he's assuming that he's probably going from the hospital to jail. So at I that, see, okay. Yes. So he's like, well, I'm in jail. I'll still be able to you know, feed my addiction. Yeah, or make some money or whatever it is. Now, why do I think that? Allow me to add the cherry on top, so to speak. They didn't actually arrest him after, because of the nature of the injury. It was a serious injury. He was bleeding profusely uh, from the the whole thing. Um, so uh, he was discharged from the hospital, which time uh, the sheriff's department notified the courts. The courts issued a warrant, and he came. He showed up and turned himself in. And. So they're booking him into jail, and one of the things they do when they book you into jail is a cavity search. And lo and behold, 
during the initial booking, during the cavity search, this is uh, a month later, what do they find? Balloons full of method marijuana, same place. That's why I think the initial one was obviously a game plan, and uh, a game plan he then repeated going in this time. At some point, I got to think if you overuse the prison wallet, it becomes difficult to hold on to that. You get what I'm laying down? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It makes complete sense. You know, there's a yeah, window, there's a the window for success there. Right. I'm not likening it to anything. Don't send me horrific jokes or emails. Just pointing out that he may need some rejuvenation if he's going to continue with his life of crime here. Or get one of them jade eggs. Can you buy that in Goop? (laughs) I think you can, yeah. They're rather expensive. But, hey, if you're making good money off selling drugs. Yeah, that would have been a much better version. I like that, uh, the new Clint Eastwood movie, The Mule. But if we could somehow incorporate this story into it. No, no. That would explain the grimace on Clint Eastwood's face. (laughs) He's just clenching all the time. Yeah, the whole time. For decades. Oh, <laughs> uh, how do you? He was moving a lot more product, though. Oh yeah, a ton more. Yeah, yeah. be relatively uncomfortable. But remember, remember that guy who had all the gold in his butt, and we were trying to figure out we were using because gold's heavy and they only provided the weight. We were trying to figure out how big yeah. an object it was. No, we did calculations. We did math. Really, how many trips would that take to smuggle that much gold out of the vault? And what, what? What? But more importantly, what would it? What would it look like? And it was essentially a bowling pin or something. And then we're like, please God, let there be more than one trip. And then we had nerds showing up. They're like, no, what they actually it was like gold dust. No, it was pucks. Remember? But, but, uh, was it a puck? Yeah, they got. They were like, oh, you guys are. It's not a bowling pin. It's a puck. <laughs> no, we're just saying if it was all added. To, no, we got to do a big argument over whether the guy shoved a bowling pin in there or a bunch of pucks. You guys are fake news. <laughs> Never listening again. Ah, uh, it's the best. So, if you don't watch Prager University, you should watch. You should watch the stuff on there. They got a bunch of things, but when they do the lessons with the graphics and the various experts, it's a lot of really good information. That's a Nazi channel, right? Well, if you're YouTube, apparently you think that because they uh, Prager uh, uh, Prager U actually got into a big back and forth because they took down and or demonetized really innocuous stuff, stuff that just it was it was a reaction of a bunch of people who don't like it because some of them are hosted by people who are identifiably uh, uh, conservative pundits, although many times they aren't. Many times they aren't. I mean, they bring in professors from various colleges. It's it's a lot more highbrow than 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 they're uh, giving it credit for in in their uh, washing of it off of their uh, channel. But most of it's really good stuff. No, it's really good stuff. Like, but they yeah, they were banning stuff. Like they had put videos out explaining the electoral college after Trump had won, and yes. they, they were banning that video in that channel, saying that it was hate speech. Because a bunch of people flagged it. butt hurt over Hillary not winning. Yeah. Uh, can, I don't think you say butt hurt after that story we were just doing. That's a good point. Yeah. Probably want to steer clear of that for at least this segment. Anyway, um, and so I watch them, and uh, whenever a new one comes out, it's usually waiting there in my little queue of stuff to watch. So I click on this one. I don't recognize the guy, but I got to tell you, this man both terrifies and motivates me. This is a. Um, uh, a retired Navy SEAL and best-selling author. His name is Jocko Willink. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. And 
His video is entitled Discipline Equals Freedom. Did we post this to the blog as well? Yes, yes I, yeah. Okay, I'll so tweet it, it out too. All right, we're going to tweet this out too. I did, don't. We'll watch it after the show. I'm going to play a little bit of this for you. This is, man, if your kids are ever acting like a bunch of jerks, like five minutes, this guy will straighten their life out. Even if you don't, even if you don't like what he's saying, and I, I think it's really good stuff, I'm going to play you just a, a, a few snippets. I, I don't think you tell him to his face he's wrong. Because, um, again, this guy's terrifying. And I want to give you three key principles I've learned that will help you to get it done. Principle number one. Discipline equals freedom. That's not a contradiction. It's an equation. Discipline might appear to be the opposite of freedom. But in fact, discipline is the path to freedom. Discipline is the driver of daily execution. Discipline defeats the infinite excuses that hold you back. Some people think motivation is what will compel them to get things done. But motivation is just an emotion, a feeling. And like all feelings, it's fickle. It comes and goes. You can't count on motivation to be there when you need to get through truly challenging times. But you can count on discipline. And uh, frankly, with the, everyone who was in that story we did earlier from Market Watch, who's not saving for the future because uh, uh, Mad Max time will be here before we know it, they need this guy in their life right here. So uh, how little does he think of motivation? Uh, This little. Motivation won't make you exercise every day. Discipline will. Motivation won't stay up late and finish a project for you. Discipline will. Motivation isn't going to get you out of bed in the morning. Discipline will. Make discipline part of your daily life, and your daily life will get better. I don't know if it's the delivery or the visual image, which is why I'm encouraging you to watch this. But uh, again, I just I wanted to demonstrate that because they got videos where Ben Shapiro hosted it, where um, uh, they had a uh, I think she's at Princeton. She's a uh, a black history professor has done a few videos and uh, and all the way up to including this guy, this uh, Jocko uh, Willink, who uh, makes a very compelling case for uh, doing whatever he tells you to do. But more importantly, identifying uh, uh, three or four things that uh, are, are things you should know, but just really good advice. And I think it shows the value of what they do with that uh, particular channel. And I find them very educational. Like, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the other one that they banned there. Well, anyway, you said you, because I, I sent this immediately to Ross, and I'm like, this guy both terrifies and motivates me. And you'd seen him, he was on uh, somebody's podcast? Who was it? Yeah, yeah, I discovered him. Some guy I've heard of. I've just, he does a little podcast, I, like Joe Rogan or something. He was on okay. I, I some podcast named that. I, he was on there for two hours. I watched the whole thing. I was glued to it. At one point, he breaks down crying. What? Yeah, he breaks down crying, talking about the stuff he's seen overseas, like in Iraq. Yeah. G- believe it or not, this guy has some stories. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, no, just fascinating. Yeah, one of the SEAL teams guy. you probably yeah. do. I so were they show, was Rogan showing him videos like that chick in the green screaming no when Trump's being inaugurated? No, but so yeah, at one point like you know he does start talking about politics because they're talking about doing stuff overseas, yeah, you know, liberating Iraq and whatnot. And of course, you have people in the comment section that are like, "Oh, look at this imperialist pig!" Right, talking to shut up. 
So, I mean, this guy's what like do you a, think a the over under on uh, the one thousand uh, trolls uh, if they were in the room with him? Yeah, no, yeah, what no. they wrote. Yeah, exactly. But he goes into in this video, and I want to ruin all of it for you. He goes into this video about uh, about his first job as a SEAL, and it's not what you think. <laughs> it's not what you think, but you understand the reason. So uh, I encourage you to watch that. Uh, Scott, I'm going to give you a minute and then probably hang up on you. I suspect where this phone's going, but this phone call's going, but go ahead, sir. <laughs> yeah, telling Ross, I uh, spent five years working in a jail, and you find people shove stuff all kind of places. And we had one fella, he, uh, his grandmother passed away while he was locked up, and he was a Don't felon. be ashes, don't be ashes, don't be ashes. Go ahead, sir. And uh, the, the judge had told him that he could go pay his last respects to his grandmother, but it had to be before the public got there, shackles, cuffs, police escort, everything. Yeah. And when he, when he came back to the jail, since I was in booking, I had to dress him back out into his uniform, and he was very hesitant about taking his shirt off. And so this guy was huge, Casey, probably 6'6", six, six, maybe 400 pounds. And when he went to, uh, he just he looked down at the floor embarrassed, and when he went to lift his shirt up, he had a huge bag of marijuana shoved in his navel. And uh, <laughs> I, he just, he just kind of looked at me and uh, he said, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And was it like, Jerry, he like huh? he had a gut over it or something? <laughs> he, was, he was a big guy, Casey. I could have probably stuck my fist in his navel. You find a, but, you find a, a, a foot-long sub, a bunch of other stuff in there. That <laughs> is horrible, sir. And now I have to let you go. Case. Yeah. Well, it, went, it wasn't as gross as I thought it was going to be, but the image uh, will stick with you. It is 823. We'll be back. So, some of you may not know this, but apparently all of the conflict, all of the ills of the world have been solved, and the UN, uh, United Nations, has moved on to bigger and better things. I'll tell you what they're up to now, next. Again, or for the first time, open the iHeartRadio app and search KCO Day for the podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So with the world at peace, everyone fed and disease eradicated, the United Nations is setting out on a new quest to make your digital personal assistant as woke as possible. The female voices behind Apple, Siri, and Amazon's Alexa amplify gender bias around the world, according to the United Nations. A report released Wednesday by the UN's Culture and Science Organization raises concerns about what it describes as the hardwired subservience built into the default female voiced assistants operated by Apple, Amazon, Google, and Microsoft. The report entitled I'd Blush If I Could. Do you know why by the way, do you know why they called it I'd Blush If I Could? 
because they were triggered by a response from Siri or Alexa, which would know was Siri. They were triggered by a response from Siri when somebody, if you say something oddly inappropriate to Siri, and I don't want to trigger my own Siri in here so you know how the trigger works, and then you tell Siri that you want to do, uh, you know, carnal things to her, uh, the response, the pre-programmed response is, I'd blush if I could. Well, that did not sit well uh, with the uh, UN moon bats. They say it's a problem that millions of people are getting accustomed to commanding female-voiced assistants that are servile, obedient, and unfailingly polite, even <clears throat> when confronted with obvious sexual harassment. Can you sexually harass an inanimate object? I just, I just, I just, I want to make sure. Could I sexually harass that chair? Could Ross sexually harass the wood chipper in his studio that's made to look like a nest? Could you? Do you do you feel that you could sexually harass it in the in the concept that we normally think of sexual harassment? I don't think you can harass somebody that doesn't have feelings. Right. Just gonna throw that out there. So unless, like you know, the wood chipper is like Data from Star Trek. Like, if it, is it a let's, sentient wood chipper? Let's. Uh, like, can we operate on the assumption <laughs> it's just it's you just know? a wood chipper? Right, so if it's just a toaster or a wood chipper or a chair, no. Yeah, thank no, you. No. You can't. The agency is saying that tech companies need to stop making digital assistant females by default, but if they must, they should program them to discourage gender-based insults and abusive language. And I want you to remember how broad a term, quote-unquote, abusive language is when you're letting moonbats write the playbook. So they want a, an assistant that if you use a wrong and then insert whatever the word is or phrase or anything along those lines that corrects you, pushes back on you, and lectures you. Sign me up. It's bad enough when you've got, so, you got somebody who's always correcting you anyway. But now you're going to go ahead and you're going to have an inanimate object that feels you use the wrong pronoun and they're going to tell you about it. <laughs> Hold on. Very important. Uh, very important call here. Uh, yes, Andrea, what's up? Okay. You can sexually harass sex dolls. I've heard they formed a union overseas, and those sex dolls want to stop being harassed. Well, I remember that some somebody somewhere decided that they would have uh, a sex bot that you have to be nice to, and, and once you hit a certain... This is a real thing. Uh, you have to uh, essentially woo it, and then it will give you eventually uh, permission. Well, that's exactly what I'm talking about. They formed a union, and you have to be nice to them. They want to be a part of me, too, also. I don't even know where to go with this. At the end of the day, it's still an inanimate object, but if they have a union, who am I to argue? 
Yeah, yeah. And by the way, happy birthday, man. I don't want to be picketed with... Really? Yeah, happy this birthday. Call, this call was going so well, too. <laughs> Do you know that yesterday... Lordy, I, lordy. I will murder you. With I will have a sex bot murder you. What do you think of that? Live the dream. It's a union gig. <laughs> um, so this is this is how lo- this is how screwed up your little your little thing is. Ready? One of my very 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 good friends, one of my longest friends, who who resides back in Minnesota. He's come down and visited me here in Raleigh three or four times already, and that's because his daughter is married to uh, one of the soldiers down at Bragg, and. Um, he sent me a he sent me a text yesterday, and he goes, "Dude, I'm sorry. You turned forty. I apologize. I, uh, congratulations." And when he he had noticed, he follows on Twitter, so he saw all you jerks. <laughs> and then I had to I had to correct him. I'm like, "No, I did not turn 40. My producers, had, uh, and then oh, I used a mid- word I can't use. It sounds like a midlife crisis. <laughs> I'm telling and you, man. Denial. I'm telling you. And I even bought you this expensive sex doll. That's the same sex doll you always have in there. <laughs> I don't want your used doll. <laughs> you perv. Man, what is wrong with him? Uh, where was I going? I can't remember where I was going to go next. Very upset. Oh, yeah. Quickly this. So, you know what? I can't even make that transition. Damn you. So yesterday, uh, the the amount of back and forth yesterday between Trump and Pelosi was uh, absolutely insane. And by the way, if you're keeping track of this stuff, uh, they had their little three-minute meeting. Prior to the meeting, Nancy Pelosi uh, mentioned a cover-up, right? And while it's not the first time somebody's alleged to cover-up, it... It was a strategic mention on her part. I, I don't question that for a moment. It was a strategic mention on her part. What Trump did yesterday was strategic on his part. And it really shows you that it's just this whole cat and mouse stupidity game. The thing I can't get over, though, is one minute um, the, uh, Trump is a, is a blithering idiot who can't tie his own shoes. And the next minute, he's an evil genius playing chess four moves ahead. Or, as Pelosi puts it... The president has a bag of tricks, and the White House has a bag of tricks that they save for certain occasions. They don't necessarily apply to the occasion, but they're a distraction, which is his, his master of distraction. We will all agree on that. That's something he does well, to distract from problems that he has. He changes, tries to change the subject. Which, by the way, that's rich considering the uh, the strategy of the previous president uh, and and just pivoting in general. Um, uh, to which Donald Trump essentially said that Pelosi has Alzheimer's. So I walked into the cabinet room. You had the uh, the group, crying Chuck, crazy Nancy. I tell you what, I've been watching her, and I have I have been watching her for a long period of time. She's not the same person. Uh, she's lost it. Or she's a clone, I guess. I don't know what he's alleging. But, um, yeah, because what the president did is he went into that meeting, and according to a bunch of people that he had placed in there, plus they recorded it, he went in there and intentionally spoke in a Roy Cooper delivery. 
And because his theory was that they're going to run out and they're going to say that he was uh, bombastic, he was slamming the desk, all the rest of it, and that uh, Nancy Pelosi was uh, driving him uh, crazy. And that's what they theorized. And they were told that they were crazy for even theorizing that. Well, guess what? Uh, Free Beacon uh, did a, uh, a nice little roundup. Let's just dip into a few moments of the news coverage everywhere yesterday. Good evening, and once again, the world is learning just how easy it is to get under the skin of the most powerful man on earth. Explain something. Why does Nancy Pelosi get under the president's skin so much? Pelosi has an uncanny ability to get under Trump's skin. It's extremely effective at getting under his skin. Nancy Pelosi clearly got under his skin. Pretty clear that she gets under his skin. She has this unique quality of getting under the president's skin. Pelosi, for some reason, gets under his skin. She gets under the president's skin. I think it is clear that Nancy Pelosi he gets under his skin. She does get under his skin. See, it gets under his skin. That getting under the brush. I think you get the point. The point is the three most powerful legislative, or in this case, including the executive branch, but the two most powerful legislative uh, minds in the Democratic Party and the President of the United States are having a mean girls fight. Right out in the open. There you go. Let's bring in our expert on the death ridge coming to kill us all as we burst into flames. It's Ray Stajic from the Weather Channel. <laughs> well, let's hope that does not happen, but uh, the ridge is digging in, and it's going to be anchored in for whew, next five to seven days. Records tied are being set through the weekend. Um, the numbers are, we, we won't go through them all, but uh, around 93 to 96 are the records for the Trident Triangle the next five, six days. And we expect to be there. The only chance of rain is going to be later tomorrow night. We may see some showers, thunder showers into early Sunday morning, especially for the triad and west. Uh, they're not hot and dry. Overnight lows are even going to come up through Monday and then Tuesday, Wednesday, mid-90s still. Um, a little bit hotter for the triangle than the triad, but only within a few degrees, uh, KC. So um, that's the message. Hot, dry for the most part. Um, dangerously hot. If you are going to be outdoors, which many people will be, don't forget the sunscreen. Don't forget. Um, and keep yourself cool. However you decide to do that. Find some shade if you're going to be outdoors. Take frequent breaks if you work in the yard. All those good, good things to survive the death ridge. Yeah. Well, actually, we already sent our reporter out. Uh, Ross, do you oh. have that? Yeah, I've got it. All right. So here's from the beach right now. Okay. Ah, I'm on fire! I'm on fire! Help me, Jesus! Help me, Jewish guy! Help me, Tom Cruise! Tom Cruise, use your witchcraft to get the fire on my... That is a man in distress. Wow. All right. It sounds like it. Well, so, well, I hope he finds a cool spot. That thanks for that, man. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Yeah, we're going to win a something. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ray Stajic there right. from the Weather Channel. We'll come back chat with uh, Patrice Acora next. KCO Day and Carolina's Morning News sets up the day. Smart talk and news continues all day on 106.1 FM Talk in the Triangle and 94.5 WPTI in the Triad. Your Bloomberg Update being brought to you by Hendricks Business Systems. Patrice Sikora joining us. Good morning. And good morning. Tesla shares have been a little beaten up by Wall Street this week. By the end of trading yesterday, they were down 7.4% for just the four days wiping out more than $22 million in shareholder value. Morgan Stanley threw the biggest blow, declaring that in a worst-case scenario, Tesla's, share, Tesla's shares rather could sink to a shocking $10. They had touched 400 a couple months ago. 
The U.S. beer industry is blaming 40,000 job losses on the Trump administration's tariffs. The Beer Institute and National Beer Wholesalers Association says metal tariffs boosted aluminum can costs, leading to the job losses. And a global rollout of IKEA's vegan meatballs is planned for next summer. The uh, Swedish meatballs are... They didn't know quite what they were going to make them with. You they can't call them meatballs. I know. They do, though. I, I'm with call you. Call meatballs or something. I don't care. Yeah, but. yep, like soy milk. That's not milk. Um, apparently, they already have a veggie hot dog there. They will continue to sell real meatballs, including chicken, fish, meh, 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 and the classic Swedish meatball. Good. So there you go. What you got for me? Remember, uh, I don't know, six months ago we had that horrific story of the guy who died when they were horsing around and the guy hit him with the air compressor on the back Yes, yes. Okay, you would assume that would be enough to stop that? Yes. So I'm sitting here and there, it happened again. What? Yeah. This, this was some guys thinking they were pranking their buddy. And they, blew, they essentially blew out his rectum. Um, but there was a line in the story that got me. It said... This is the third such incident. And I'm like, whoa, I missed the second. So I went back and I found it. Oh. And this is the best. So a guy's working at a gas station, and he says some burger or some robbers came in. <laughs> and they were uh, robbing the place. And as part of the robbery, because he was trying to stop it, of course, mm-hmm. um, they assaulted him with the air compressor causing uh, that really? problem. However, however, according to the police report, the 24-year-old man, quote, has an alleged history of accidental injury to the anus by compressed air jet. <laughs> it's his thing. In other words, you knew how to handle it? I don't think there were robbers. <laughs> Call me crazy. Yeah, but once again, so you're saying the compressor was there at the gas station, right? So he's yeah. working overnight. He's probably listening to Coast to Coast. He's like, I've heard all this crap before about the aliens. I'm bored. <laughs> and he looks out. He sees the robbers. So... They didn't bring the compressor. It was there. How long is that hose? They brought the hose inside, or did he go aside to... It doesn't say in the story here. You're asking too many questions, Ross. Right? I, again, I, you keep adding <laughs> robbers <laughs> to this. I don't think there's robbers. I need the man. facts here. <laughs> yeah. Idle hands. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. All right. See you um, Tuesday, or... I'll talk to you Tuesday, yep. Sounds good. Are you guys off? On Monday. Yeah, okay, good. Me yeah. too. Okay. All right. All right. Talk Have to fun. you Tuesday, then. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. There you go, Patrice Sakura, Bloomberg News. I mean, Nick, you can see him coming with that long hose, right? If it's the kind they have out by the gas, the pumps. Yeah, I'm like, saying you can prepare it. yourself, embrace yourself. Like, oh, I hear they're coming with the hose. What are they going to do? <laughs> ah, no! Where did that come from? <laughs> I brought oh, the. Lord! I got the compressor in here. Oh. I didn't like your attitude and the whole birthday thing. Well, I don't think that thing even starts up. So, oh, good God. It's going. Oh, God, I got to go. Go ahead. Wish me happy birthday again. Am I being detained? Yes, with an air hose. The guy's a freak. Lordy, lordy. <laughs> Look who's... It's not even your birthday. What the hell, man? Rob, what's up? Hey, uh, on the Alexa deal, the voice, Yeah. they're just going to complain when you change it to a man's voice because now they're going to get bossed around. They feel like they're being told to do something by a man. So it's... it's you can't win on the whole situation with these moon bats. Plus, you, you got to pay it twenty six percent more, sir. So, yeah. Well, you know, other than that, uh, I'm not going to wish you a happy birthday, but I want you to make a day of it, okay? And on that, you have a great day. Run, sir. <laughs> Telling you, it's not funny. 
Portland, Oregon, a man uh, is pleading guilty after admitting he stole his daughter's Girl Scout cookie proceeds to pay for an erotic massage. What did you want? You said you didn't want to call them erotic massages or happy endings. What did you want to call it? I just found all these stories in a Robert Kraft now. So it's a Kraft massage. Are you sure it isn't? This story isn't about Robert Kraft? Because I just automatically assume. No, they got a picture of this dirtbag. Sure. Stole his daughter's Girl Scout cookie proceeds to pay $700. I would imagine that's more on the high end, right? Se- that just sounds Seven. like that sounds like a lot of money when they like when they, when they do prostitution like in the prostitution bus even around here it's always some because they were then they just bust a strip club or something or maybe that was more drugs than anything where was I read or no it was over in Greensboro in Greensboro and I think those girls or the the officer was quoted like two hundred bucks this guy's just going in and it's. Uh, it's only a specific thing, and it's seven hundred dollars. That's like Robert Kraft money. Maybe that's what it is. They to, assume to that spend. all these guys are billionaires coming in. <laughs> and plus, you're but you're in Portland, though. Can you imagine during that whole thing while she's sitting there telling you about the patriarchy with her five different colored hairs and her big oxen nose ring? No, I just assume that's how they all look in Portland. And my sister lives there, so. She loves when I broad brush that stuff. All right, we got to roll. Have a good three-day weekend. Don't die. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.